rolling the audio. Now let's go. Hey, how's it going? This is the In Sound Mind podcast. My name is Canyon, and thanks for joining us today. So, on this podcast, we will be talking about the video game In Sound Mind, um, which I've been having a ton of fun with. Um, and just to introduce the rest of the cast here, why don't we start off with uh, one thing we really like about the game. Um, so, first off, my name is Canyon. I'm a fifth year student at Lawrence here and um, doing uh, film studies and uh, music education. Um, and so far, my favorite thing in the game has been just a lot of the quirks our main character has. He likes to say nom when he eats the food, which I find really funny, as well as being able to uh, pet a cat over and over and over again. Um, it's been just, like, a lot of fun. It's quirky. Um, I'm Delaney. I am a psychology major, junior, um, and... I really like being able to switch between each of the little weapon type things, and I like that sometimes the glass can break things, sometimes it can't. <laughs> yeah, my name is uh, Dylan. I am a senior neuroscience major, and I really like the pacing of the game, especially for a horror game where you're used to the game being ex- exceedingly slow. This game has a really nice pace to it, and I feel like it's not too fast and it's not too slow, and I just, I've been having a really good time playing it. My name is Juan. I'm a senior film studies and computer science major, and I think for me is the aesthetics. It's kind of like that really colorful, but like H.P. Lovecraftian kind of like creepy vibe, and I really dig that stuff, especially with like the design of kind of like the um, the the ghost or the people like kind of haunting you. Yeah, so far we've had some really cool. I, I think the monsters in it are really interesting too. It's like you really can't distinguish what they are. They're just like these colorful entities. And they can be even scary, too, like the one we ran into today. It's just like this giant pit that was, like, sucking you yeah, in. You had to run around. It was, it was pretty scary. Um, yeah, so uh, just to give everyone, the audience, uh, kind of, like, on the same page as we are, just to give you a little bit of a story and, and where we've been at. So we've been playing this for uh, a couple weeks now. and We haven't quite finished it yet, but we've gotten, I think, about, like, halfway through the game. Um, but so we first start off, um, we are Desmond Wales, who is what we found out, like a doctor or a psychiatrist. And in the beginning, we don't know exactly the environment we're in. It seems to be like an abandoned building or mansion or something. But we start to find tapes and memories of old patients that um, the doctor has. And we are just kind of going through the different memories and the tapes of all these different patients as well as um, what's wrong and how he has been intertwined with the, the lives of these people. Um, and it's been really interesting. Um, yeah, anyone else have any kind of, like, initial thoughts or, like, things they like about the story, I guess? Or I've never really played a horror game before, <clears throat> and so I kind of assumed it would be... <clears throat> Like, you walk around trying to figure stuff out, and I it's kind of how it's been, but there's also the little interactions you have, and I think that makes it a whole lot better than just kind of, you know, an escape room type game. Yeah. It's not so much like uh, jump scare scary. Yeah. It's more like aesthetic, like you're slowly going through mm-hmm. it. Although in the, the grocery store... There were a couple jump scares. Yeah, the, the first person, the first patient we run into, uh, Virginia, 
she's pretty scary. She'll chase you if you even like look at her. Yeah, and I think that's the point. Well, actually, in the whole game, we start talking about mental illness, especially with right. the fact that the main character is a uh, a psychologist. So I think that's like where we start to kind of see the themes of the game. Because like a lot of like horror games are usually just like monsters or mm-hmm. like kind of like the you're stuck in this mansion with like God knows what horrors mm-hmm. and. But this one is more, like, psychological. Like, you're feeling guilt over patients, and yeah. you're, like, going through your own guilt to kind of explore their mental illness, which was kind of, like, I think the whole point of the game was exploring that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I'd say for our first podcast, we wanted to focus on the topic of gender representation in mental illness. And so we looked at a couple scholarly uh, sources, and I have a couple quotes I'm going to talk about, or I'm going to quote them, and I'm going to ask you your thoughts on them and see how they relate to the game. So yeah, in this article from 2016 by Shapiro called um, Graphic Depictions, Portrayals of Mental Illness in Video Games, there was a quote in there that said, Heiler, Gabbard, and Schneider proposed six predominant stereotypes of mental illness in cinema. The rebellious free spirit, the homicidal maniac, the female patient as a seductress, the enlightened member of society, the narcissistic parasite, and the zoo specimen. Now, considering these six different tropes, I was wondering, have you seen any of these in Sound Mind? So I think with uh, in Sound Mind, although, of course, uh, the articles talk more about cinema, but I think it still applies in video games because I feel like they draw a lot from the uh, kind of tropes and stereotypes of horror, uh, like mental illness and horror. And I think, especially with the newer character, I don't know, like, um, you've all thought about this, but he had, like, kind of the uh, impulse of trying to kill us by literally sucking us into like this <laughs> hole and uh, literally telling us to join him in uh, like jo- join him in darkness and all of these like I think edgy kind of quotes that you'd hear from like the typical homicidal maniac I guess yeah and um, that's like the first impression I took from that character I think it was Alex was it the name of Alex? Uh, Alan I think Alan. is the is the there yeah and then i think even with the main character even though he's not technically like you know a villain or anything i still think he in in, in itself he seems to also suffer from mental illness which is the reason why we kind of go through this like almost surreal world and i think he goes more into the enlightened member of society you know this doctor that wants to save all these patients from mental illness but it seems like he can't even cure himself from his own like guilt and his Mm -hmm. own like shortcomings and i think that's where we're like kind of going into in the uh, in the game yeah, yeah th- throughout the game we see a lot of um jokes that like the watcher is like making that he's like a pill-popping boomer and stuff mm-hmm. like that like <laughs> although we don't quite know what desmond suffers from quite yet but we do see kind of like this like addiction or pill-popping you know, yeah responsibility that he must have had yeah. with his patients and himself. Yeah, I would agree with that because it's like when you think of a psychiatrist you think of someone who doesn't suffer from mental illness, mm-hmm. but this game breaks a lot of those stereotypes in showing that almost anybody can suffer from mental illness. Yeah, I never really thought about that actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, one more thing that we saw from a more casual article from Stigma, Gender Differences and Mental Health by the Serve Project is a quote that's really stood out to us is, research indicates that more women seek out mental health services than men. So the, here's the interesting thing, and this is like when we first start playing the game, because at first when we played and we're trying to look for topics to talk about, um, it talked about mental illness, but it was so broad because it was just mm-hmm. this one psychiatrist like uh, going through what we thought was a bad trip. 
Um, afterwards, it just kind of devolved into him actually talking about patients in the past. And the first patient we meet is a woman who suffers from her own image. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when we start stepping into the realm of, well, we've seen two different people get represented, like their mental illness, the main character, and then uh, Virginia. And then even afterwards, another male uh, character being portrayed in mental illness. And it's impressive how like different both mental illnesses are portrayed. And actually, that is, uh, I think, going to be the next topic for our next podcast is specifically kind of diving in into how, like, the game might represent differently the mental illness of a uh, person that identifies as a male and a person that identifies as a female. And I think that's what our, uh, I think that's, like, where we kind of start diving more. But I do definitely think mental illness is, like, a major kind of topic and definitely something in the game that... um, they try to explore a lot even in gameplay yeah no i would agree because even like playing the game i would say virginia is especially represented as extremely dangerous as compared to some of our other characters mm-hmm. we've seen and i feel like that is good in our next topic to touch on that because women in horror games can be extremely misrepresented and i just i think it's a good topic for our next discussion yeah yeah so i think that's all the time we have <laughs> yeah yeah because uh, we're pretty quick 10 minutes sounds yeah. good so uh, thank you very much for watching the podcast. Um, we recommend playing the game. It's uh, honestly I've enjoyed it so far, and hopefully we get to finish it in like the whole pay- playthrough. And if we don't, well, I guess I'll do it in my individual time. Yeah, right. <laughs> See ya. Well, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>